0: Welcome to the Peak Girl Soup and City Podcast. I'm Susan. I'm Amelia.
1: And I'm Chris.
0: And we are finally getting to season two. We are going to do the first four episodes of season two of Oz. Yeah, first one is called The Tip. Just the tip. Just. Yes, and that's why it's called The Tip. (laughs) (laughs) This one was uh, written by Tom Fontana, directed by Nick Gomez, and it's the season two premiere. In the aftermath of the riot that killed six inmates and two officers, Oz is locked down. A special committee is appointed to investigate the riot and Governor Devlin's, Devlin's handling of it. The committee leader is Alba Case, played by Charles Dutton, who roam's Oz questioning inmates and officers alike.
1: Rock! Yeah. <laughs> Rock comes on the scene. The one guy who's been to prison says, This shit oh. ain't oh. right. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: love him. I love Charles Estad.
1: Mm-hmm. But it's kind of weird that they keep putting him in prison movies. <laughs> It's like, hey, we're going to do a new alien film. Where does it take place in a prison? Let's get Charles S. <laughs> Nutty. <S-Sutton." laughs> oh He's the man.
2: <laughs> Which is weird because for me, he will always be Rock.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, remember him from the sitcom and then there he is in, in prison, The investigator.
1: Commanding he presence. He's got that gravitas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't want to mess with the man. He <laughs> <No. laughs> looks like he'd eat your lunch. Yeah,
0: <laughs> and yeah, I mean, then he he really he's has to um, ask tough questions and find out. You know, in the in the process of talking to the, talking to everybody, he's sensing there's something fishy about the story about um, the death of Scott Ross. hmm So he starts um, investigating the, the staff also,
1: and maybe. Finally, of- someone's investigating the staff. <laughs> Someone said, "Hey, these guards—they suck. Let's check these guys out."
0: Yeah, maybe they did something wrong. <laughs>
1: <laughs> About that,
0: mm-hmm. and of course, after after the riot, the uh, the riot leaders were put in solitary. Most of them are being beaten. Um, you know, just so the yeah, the staff is not really. they they probably should have gotten new staff
1: (laughs) yeah it's kind of weird because I actually felt bad for prisoners especially the prisoners who didn't do anything and the riot just happened around them because they're getting the shaft just as hard as the people who were in charge of the riot
0: yeah
1: it's like you just don't want to be a prisoner when a riot breaks out (laughs) (laughs) then I guess you don't want to be a guard when a riot breaks out either You just don't want to be around when a riot breaks out.
0: (laughs) Oh, that was my day off. Yay!
2: (laughs) So, kids, the moral of the story is don't go to prison, especially when there's a riot about to break out.
1: The moral of the story is don't ask for favors from a crazy man (laughs) in a cell. (laughs) You know what I mean. And, we'll get to it. I'll, I'll let you do the yeah. honors.
0: And the, uh, <laughs> what Chris means is that his, his new cellmate, his new um, Unit B cellmate, um, Robson, um, one night, in the middle of the night, he wakes up Beecher, and uh, Robson wants a blowjob, and he won't take no for an answer. So... <laughs> Beecher gets started, and then he bites off the tip of his penis. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I don't think anyone's ever going to ask Beecher to do that again <laughs> against his will.
1: <laughs> wow. Yeah.
0: So that's, that's what this tip is all about. That's and, one way to handle it. Yeah. <laughs> and I guess, you know, it's also about case Searching for the truth, you know, he just gets a little bit from everybody. So he gets just the tip. And so he has to dig down deeper for the truth.
1: Until it bites something off.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> until it <laughs> bites him in the ass.
1: <laughs> wow. <laughs> it was a welcome back to Oz, ladies and gentlemen. That That's what this episode yeah, is absolutely. all about. Yeah. Even though Oz is shut down and we're in gen pop. Yes. Gen Pop is a weird place. The way they portray it, it's like uh, it's like set up worse than Emerald City. Emerald City, I guess, has more freedoms for the individuals. Yeah, they're free to walk around a little more, and they're not in cells at all times.
0: Right, they're not
1: bars. They're
0: you know the glass walls. Yeah, yeah that
1: was a smart idea, glass walls. <laughs> Let's throw something at that and see what happens. Yeah. Once um, again, teacher.
0: Ask Schillinger.
1: <laughs> I don't know. We're back to Emerald City being a horrible idea. <laughs>
0: well, yeah. <laughs> and, oh, and then another note that I, that I made here is uh, Warden Glynn, he still wears his pants too high.
1: <laughs> you won't let it die.
0: I won't. <laughs> Even, I think, probably when we get to season six. I'll still have to say that. Okie dokes. I'm just guessing.
1: Fashion coordinator.
0: I know, I didn't do the costumes on the
1: show. (laughs) But you will consult on the highness of trousers.
0: Yes. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, okay, what is is Ernie Hudson doing now and do his clothes fit in properly? (laughs) Damn. (laughs) (sighs) Ah.
1: Poor Ernie Hudson getting the slam.
0: Oh, and we we found out that our um, the cellist he died.
1: Was he one of the six?
0: He was one of one of the six.
1: But um, most of the six were like no names, weren't they? Yeah, yeah.
0: They're not gonna kill off a main
2: person. You never know.
1: Hold you on. Know. A you step. never up know right whose right contract there. is up, or True. who's working out. Or who has another gig that they're going to. I, I, I got a sense at the end of the last season that it was left in a way that no matter who <laughs> decided I'm not coming back, they, they would be able to work it and continue on. Well, Tim could have gone. Then what kind of a show would it have been?
0: Well, then we would have seen, you know, in, if Emerald City would have continued that way or not. <laughs>
1: someone would have taken up the mantle to make it work for tim's sake
0: maybe or maybe they would have changed it i don't know and just used it as you know another place like unit b but you know obviously they probably couldn't remodel it or anything but you know probably not run it the same way that that tim had the vision
1: mm. you know. But our boy Tim makes a decision in this episode, and uh, it goes against his grain.
0: About what he says to. um... Uh...
1: Yeah. Yeah. He decides what? to back the guards. Mm-hmm. Or specifically, a guard. Yes, his favorite guard. <laughs> <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs>
0: well, yeah, you he's know, still still up there on the list. Mm
1: Hmm. So was this a good uh, return for you guys? Did you uh, did you dig this uh, sort of weird investigation return from what went down? Like, we have to kind of discover along with Mr. Dutton um, aspects of how the riot shook out. We don't actually get a a blow by blow, play by play. Blow by blow, maybe wrong term. (laughs) 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 <laughs> Maybe a wrong term. <laughs> you know what I mean. Well,
0: yeah, I mean there there yeah, there are some little flashbacks, but yeah, I mean we we don't know what happened.
1: So walk us through it.
0: Do we find out here? Yeah, we do find out. In this in this episode that Scott Ross is the one who shot Tim with Saeed's gun, um, after Said dropped it off of the command station during the commotion when the um, SWORD team came in. And then Diane did take that officer, the, the SWORD officer's gun, and shot Ross with it after he shot him. So that's what happened.
1: Okay. That's actually an interesting interpretation of the events. Because if that <laughs> was the case, why are people keeping this a secret? I thought she executed Ross. Like, oh. he didn't have the gun and she just killed him. And that was the thing that they were covering up.
0: Well, I thought he did pick up um, Saeed's gun and shot Tim, right?
1: In, in that case, she'd been perfectly by her rights to, in self-defense, shoot him.
0: It's, it's also suspicious that you know, he was shot three times.
1: <laughs> yeah, but he has a gun. <laughs> you shoot him as many times as it takes for him not to be a threat.
0: Well, the first one probably would have done it if the first shot was the shot to the head or the one to the chest. I don't know. Hmm. But there were... The, he was shot in the head and the heart and the balls. So. Really? I'm confused. <laughs> yes?
1: I, I'm, I'm really... Hmm. Like, it's been too long... I'm not remembering the fact that how did we get the information that Saeed's gun was picked up by Ross and he used it to shoot Tim? Who uh, disclosed that information?
0: I think Saeed did that he had he disclosed the information that he was said, you no, know, yeah I might have dropped the gun and that
1: you know. He got rid of the gun so it was not to have a gun when the, a group of guys with right. guns were coming in. Right. He did the smart thing.
0: Yeah. And um, Scott Ross picked it up and took, saw that as his opportunity to get rid of Tim.
1: Who said that?
0: That's my theory.
1: Ah. Wait, <laughs> wait
0: a <minute>. second. <laughs> and the truth comes out. <laughs> my theory. But, yeah. But, no, they do say that... that well, I think um, Diane does say that that Scott picked it up, or that he had a gun. I don't know if she knew where he got it.
1: I'm just, just if that were the case, I didn't see the point of of hiding the fact that Diane was the shooter.
0: Okay, say that again.
1: If if Ross had a gun at the time that he was shot. Uh, i couldn't I, I understand the need to hide the fact that diana was the shooter it's like anybody with a gun i mean the fact that it she took a gun from a guard who had another gun um you know not the guard but one of the sorties um it, it just seems messy I, I'm struggling a bit with, like, hazy memories of the episode mm-hmm. and what I know to be, like, the major issue. Because it's a real big thing for Tim to lie about who shot who. Right. But, you, but, know. Like, you know... if he if he got shot by a prisoner who was then shot by... The person who was protecting him, mm-hmm. you know, there's no issue there. You know, right? right?
0: It would be yeah. self self defense. Yeah. And, you know, after he got shot, he's probably unconscious anyway. So.
1: <laughs> right. He he didn't know yeah. what happened. Right. Like so it's his best guess. But like the the guy whose gun was taken, he's like all about keeping it quiet, and doesn't. Well, she, uh, I'm, I'm going to spoil something a little later. Don't we get a, well, a accounting of what went down later, and it's more of an execution?
0: Um, <laughs> I, I I don't know my notes out, though. <laughs> <laughs> We'll we'll see when we get there because I I don't know my notes. Um,
1: <laughs>
0: if it's in my notes, it
1: happened. Do you remember any of this, Amelia?
2: Unfortunately no. (laughs) It's it's been several days since I've seen her.
1: I hear you. I hear you. Uh, I should have rewatched. Sorry, kids.
0: The the governor is is not happy with the final report, which says no one was at fault. It doesn't place blame on any one person in particular. And also, um Alba Case says he's going to run against the governor in the next election. So, we've got some more, uh, more fun to come.
1: Yep, yep, yep.
0: Okay, the second episode here for season two is called "Ancient Tribes," written by. Tom Fontana and Sean Jablonski, directed by Uli Adele, and the theme is Forced Perceptions. And in this episode, 10 months after the riot, M-City is reopened. Yay! Uh, recovered McManus creates a council of group representatives to keep order. Um, Peter Shabetta takes over the kitchen, By cashing in a favor, Gwynn owes the family. And as Schillinger's parole hearing nears, Beecher taunts his nemesis mercilessly. O'Reilly learns he may have breast cancer. So now we're we're back in (laughs) M-City. And So yeah, Tim is, is trying it again. His, his system with the tens, and each group has four members that are, and so in theory they're all equally represented in M City, and so there should be no problems,
1: right? It's almost as if he took the riot leaders and gave them promotions.
0: Yeah, because they're they're all back. <laughs>
1: it's like, hey, you guys started the riot. Why don't you sit in this room and? Hold uh, sway over decisions made in this area.
0: Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I mean, he's given them all another chance. <laughs> another chance for NM City to start another riot, or you know,
1: whatever. And we get uh, the squeaky clean warden gets some dirt tossed on his his squeaky clean shoes.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I, I thought of this was, uh, the whole dealings with the family thing Yeah, seemed a little contrived.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It was like, we, we've got to give another layer to the warden because he's coming off as being too straight-laced.
0: Mm-hmm. So let's
1: show that he's got some faults, too.
0: Yeah. Now, if you were writing it, what would you have done for
1: a... <laughs> Well, it would have been better to layer this in and sh- and show. I I would have shown the, the warden giving um the the Sabata <clears throat> family some breaks in the previous season. That would have explained this sudden turn that o- occurs this season. Well,
0: I think I think he mentions it. I, yeah, I think it's mentioned in the show when he meets with. Uh... Shavetta in season one but then on the other hand it might be in a deleted scene so <laughs>
1: <laughs> so they did think to layer this thing it just struck me as yeah. surprise i was like hey
0: <laughs> yeah it's not it's not new information
1: really so yeah <laughs> And yeah. I'm not really paying attention to the show as well as I should. It's very, very complicated. <laughs>
0: it really is. It's on the 10th viewing
1: that you finally get what's going down. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I am really glad to hear that it's not just me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I watch the show and admittedly, I because I'm playing it on my computer, I sometimes decide I'm going to multitask, which I know oh. is not a good thing. but <laughs> You multitasking? It's... It's just to have it, you know? Um, uh-huh. Uh-huh.
1: Like typing on pod during podcasts.
2: Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, even with that, even when I have the moments where I'm like, okay, I'm going to focus. <laughs> I still tend to get a little bit lost and like.
1: Different show.
0: Okay, good. Thanks. Um, <laughs> but, hey, but there there was there was kind of a lost reference here <laughs> even though this was years and years before lost <laughs> um you know augustus hill um he played by harold perrineau who played michael on lost right right and augustus Six degrees
1: of lost exactly Got
0: it. yes <laughs> augustus hill his group in um
1: in is Oz, the others
0: is is the others <laughs> yes <laughs> and we we all know about Michael and his relationship with the others
1: on lost mhm yeah <laughs> and he's not happy to be with the others in fact he wants to escape <laughs> any
0: parallels there uh huh <laughs> so yeah <laughs> and i thought that was pretty funny I'm like, oh my gosh.
1: Cool, cool.
0: Lost before lost. Mm-hmm. Oh, and he, he, he loves his new roommate, Beecher. <laughs> Man, he's crazy. Yeah, crazy by Beecher.
1: <laughs> he's covering his privates. Yeah. That's going to help.
0: Yeah. It, That's my you know...
1: cock shield. <laughs> Don't look at my
0: cock. <laughs> And really, Be- Beecher knows what he's doing. He's not—he's not, he's not going to bother Hill. He's not going to bother him at all.
1: But he's doing absolutely nothing to dissuade the idea that he's as crazy as a loon. <laughs>
0: yeah, he has an image to keep up now. It helps. <laughs> yeah, and there's a there's a new prisoner, uh, Agamemnon Busmalus, known as the Mole.
1: <laughs> he's this guy's awesome.
0: He is. <laughs> more comic <laughs> relief. Yeah, the the two old guys, you know, like the like like on the Muppet Show. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> and uh I forget the other one's name.
0: But yeah, these, these two are are great together. <laughs> and he's gonna
1: dig his way out.
0: He's gonna dig his way out and he starts. You know, and uh his poor roommate can't get any sleep. <laughs> Is this where
2: they added the classroom
0: scenes? Yes, because, um, yeah, education is a big priority now for, for Tim and the, the new M-City, the new, new M-City. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, of course, one of the, uh, the, the guy who plays the teacher, I mean, he looks like some other actor, but he's, he's actually, uh, the actor's name is Brian Callen, and, I, you know, I guess I recognized him from Mad TV. Um, but, and also most recently he was on Californication. He plays the cop in the episode Ride Along.
2: And I recognized Brian Kellen too. Yeah, actually from several different things. I, I think most recently the thing I recognized him from was um, How I Met Your Mother, he did. He did a few spots on that. So, okay. I knew that, and I I know I've seen him other places, but that was the first thing that came to my mind.
1: Mhm. I didn't recognize anybody.
0: I <laughs> need to watch more TV. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Who are these people?
0: I know. Oh. And okay, Chris. I'm sure this was your favorite part of the episode where uh, uh, Saeed McManus talk. And uh, Saeed has written a book about the riot. (laughs) And, you know, it's just more of of Saeed's self-promotion and all that wonderful stuff that you love about him.
1: (laughs) I don't have it in for Saeed. He just doesn't strike me as being as um for the people of the people by the people as he makes himself out to be yeah or it, it, as i would expect a tv hero to be it, it that was part of our discussion of there's really nobody to like or to follow mm-hmm. and to empathize with in the show it's like there are several people that i wish to do this with and like, I'm looking for that latch, you know, give me a handle and I will be your buddy and we will go through this together. And, you know, at times it's Beecher and then he goes off and bites somebody's cock off. <laughs> <laughs> at times it's Saeed because it seems like he's like a good guy and tr- truly trying to make the best of this thing. Right. But then he does something that makes me feel like this guy isn't worth my time.
0: He, he always has has an agenda. It, Understood. And, yeah, and I can I
1: can see that a lot. It. <laughs> but it's weird when we're talking about characters with agendas, people that we latch on to. Um, since we were talking about Lost a second ago, mm-hmm. let's uh, go to the, the king of the others. Um, <laughs> ben. Um, ben. <laughs> or as I like to call him, uh, not- uh, was it Harold? Was that the name that he gave when he first landed? Uh,
0: no, uh, Henry
1: Gale. <laughs> not Henry. Yes.
0: So Ben he Henry was not Henry was, to it was me. Forever.
1: Name for him. Now, now talk about a character with an agenda that's oh, yeah. other than the heroes of the show. Yet I got one hundred thousand percent behind Ben. <laughs> you know it was like, I love to hate the things that Ben did. Mm-hmm. And I there's really it's harder to do that on this show and maybe it's the reality basis of it. Maybe it's the mired in the grimness of the reality that the show has, but um, I'm, I constantly am looking for that, that guide mm-hmm. <laughs> character to walk through the show with. And I'm getting the feeling like the, the makers of the show enjoy the fact that they don't give you that easy out.
0: I, I think, also in this show, you, you, you're not really sure. You know, you don't know that he has another agenda. But in Lost, you knew that Ben had something else going on.
1: Yep. He was, he was a fun character. Ben was a fun <laughs> character. I'm having difficulty finding fun characters that are in the show enough to latch onto. Like we were just saying, the, the two old men are great. Mm-hmm. I, uh, any scene they're in, I'm happy. Yeah. <laughs> to be around them and hear <laughs> the crazy stuff that they're going through. Yeah. Their backstories are phenomenal. But like they're side characters. They're they're in like one tenth yes. of an episode. Yes. The episodes are focusing on these other guys like mayhem. Constantly throwing wrenches in people's shit. You
2: say that like it's a bad thing.
1: I do. I do. I really do.
0: And karma comes back to get him this week, you know?
1: Yeah. True that.
0: He might have breast cancer.
1: Yep. And he's immediately aware of how bad that would be for that news to get out.
0: Yes. And, well, and we know how, you know, whenever news does get around in in Oz or the rest of, yeah, in, in Oz, that it's, you know, it's not really all of the, the truth. They have like a little bit of this, a little bit of that.
1: <laughs> but it's enough to get you hung. Yeah. <laughs> if the wrong so, word gets out about you, you're done. Right. Their system doesn't take as long as the real criminal justice system to <laughs> met just... out its justice.
0: Right. A different kind of
1: criminal justice system. <laughs> <laughs> the criminal criminal justice system. Yeah. <laughs> Swift. <laughs> Any other opinions on the sep?
0: Oh, and we see Poet again. Our...
1: Making strides in class?
0: Yes. In class. And, and Kenny in class. <laughs>
2: I am liking the classroom portion of the episode, I will say. Mm -hmm. I am. I don't know if it's because I am a gigantic nerd, and so I love any sort of classroom setting. Um,
1: (laughs) Even in prison.
2: Even in prison. (laughs) But I am. I'm enjoying it. Uh,
1: You like seeing people better themselves.
2: I do. I, no, I don't know. (laughs)
0: I was going to say, you're, you're a lot like Tim then, right?
2: It's not a bad thing.
0: No, it's not. But <laughs> I'm just saying, okay, the character you're most like in Oz is...
1: Well, she was saying last uh, episode, I believe, that uh, Tim wasn't a, uh, a bad-looking guy. That's right,
2: right. He's, he's not, a, not a bad-looking guy. Um. Of everyone on Oz, he wouldn't be my first choice, necessarily, if
1: we're going looks-wise, but...
2: Um, but no, I definitely... I, I see...
1: But you take time out for with him during an execution, is that what you're saying?
2: <laughs> Why not, you know? <laughs> um, no, I, I can to a certain extent, I, I can see where he's coming from with implementing this whole education thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So,
0: yeah, he you still know, has his, his vision and, you know, it's a place for, for rehabilitation, not just punishment. Right. So,
1: but the show continually shows us that his ideas are not good ideas.
0: Yes, the implementation of his ideas are, you know, more to be Design.
2: it's not that they're not good ideas they're just
1: they're I mean, not realistic. Not, well, not
2: not well thought out you know, and
0: people are unpredictable
1: right gonna, people are people prisoners are prisoners
0: they're not going to behave the, the way that you imagine them behaving and of course then schillinger comes back and guess where he goes and sitting. Really? Again?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah? yeah. I think that's just... You can't do anything else. But, I mean, we've established these characters and they've got to interact. Yeah. It would have been cooler, though, if I were writing it, I think, to have Schillinger remain outside of M-City, influencing the things that go on in M-City. And to a degree, they do that. Yeah. But, you know, more rule from afar, like, become the kingpin of the white supremacists, (laughs) and don't directly take action, but have others take action for you. That would have been an interesting way to handle
0: yeah, and he, he tried to do that with um, finding someone to kill uh, Beecher, but then I guess it, it worked more for Beecher than it did for, for Schillinger.
1: Without a doubt.
0: And I think I think now uh, Schillinger is banned from MC.
1: He should never have been there to begin with.
0: Right. And then he would have made his parole and, you know, everyone would have been happy. <laughs> except the actor would have been out of the job
1: <laughs> like I said last season I was starting to feel something for Schillinger
0: mm-hmm.
1: and his plight you know his place in the world the fact that his kids aren't turning out the way he expected them to and that he is a loving father who is trying to do the best that he can for his. I mean they they rounded out a white supremacist to the degree that I cared enough to feel bad about him. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Which is a good thing.
0: Yeah.
1: It's good to have well-rounded villains where you get where they're coming from and they're not just twirling their mustache and being evil.
0: (laughs) Also, we find out more about um, the warden and his daughter. Um, His daughter's in the hospital. She was beaten and raped by uh, a gang of Latinos. And so, when he comes back to work, he's taking his anger out on Alvarez.
1: This was a more realistic coloring of the warden as being not as on the up-and-up, I thought. This was more interesting than him being in league with a mob.
0: Because this was more of a, you know, it's... More it's, immediate.
1: Yeah, um, it's personal.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: It's not a plot point.
0: Right, and the um. Okay, I'm going back to Mayam again. Um. The the whole okay, this this got me. The, the staff, they're discussing, um, his medical condition in the in the break room.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um when it should be you know it should be a private thing and you're not supposed to be out there discussing his you know his medical condition you know So this was just just another another little but I guess this was before the
1: um, HIPAA laws so <laughs> <laughs> I got the impression that and, and t- tell me if I'm wrong some of the staff meetings that they have in this prison strike me as the kind of discussions that would go on in a high school teacher's... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know, it's like they get together and they discuss the students and, like, they're being honest about their discussions. (laughs) But, like, clearly, like, the rules don't really apply to these guys because they're prisoner, You can talk about their huh. uh, medical records. You can talk about stuff that wouldn't normally be talked about because you're the guards and they're the prisoners and they're a lower class of, of being, much like teacher versus student. Okay. <laughs> and the two should not intermingle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you get that feel at all? Is, is that... Yeah. Does that seem valid?
0: Yeah, but they, they do look at them a little differently. A lot. Lower. Not a little, yeah. a lot. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, the only, the only one who probably doesn't as much is probably
1: Tim. Or the nun.
0: Yeah, or the nun,
1: yes. Yeah. She's always trying to work t- for them she to is. a degree. She is.
0: And I think she she got a conversation with Saeed in the, in the first season, said that, you know they they have the same goals they're just going at them differently but i think she she doesn't have the the hidden agenda like he does
1: right which makes her easy to but once again there are episodes she's not even in yes <laughs> so you can't she can't be my guide through this mess no <laughs>
0: So, episode three of season two is called Great Men. It was written by Tom Fontana and Sean Jablonski, directed by Bob Balaban, and the theme is historical impact. This one, Alvarez knows who raped Glenn's, Glenn's daughter, but refuses to tell the warden. Wangler is making progress at school, but his cellmate, Adabisi, is not a fan of higher education. When Augustus Hill's judge is convicted of accepting bribes, Saeed takes up Hill's case and tries to get him a second trial. A woman, Shirley Bellinger, arrives on death row to be executed. So, in this one, again, in the uh, Glenn and Alvarez, um, Glenn tries to, to beat the information out of Alvarez. So, you know... He is learning from his guards, right?
2: How else are you gonna get the information out of him though, really? I? Mm-hmm.
1: Well, he did treat him poorly, so that didn't make um, that reduced the likelihood that he'd give the information freely.
0: well, and and just you know him being a prisoner and the warden being the warden, that reduces it drastically also.
1: Yeah, but him being a prisoner wanting to get out, I would assume, you know, cut deals, get preferential treatment. With this kind of information, he can... Well, well I, I guess that's a double-edged sword. This actually brings up something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess the worst thing you can be in prison is a rat. Mm-hmm. Is that the reason why, like, nobody ever tells anything in the show? <laughs> It's so like, if you can yeah. be, like, beaten within an inch of your life, but you will never say who did it. Right. Because right. the last thing you want to be labeled is a rat. So I guess knowing who did, that information couldn't be used in the way I'm thinking.
0: And then, yeah, I mean, then the, I guess the other prisoners would just make his life even worse.
1: Right. So... I find myself thinking a lot of times when watching the show, just tell someone! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I guess they can't.
0: So, we have Shibeta again. Um, Shabetta offers to get the information from Alvarez. By uh, He won't say how, but then Leo's going to owe him another favor. And so Leo refuses. So... He's staying on the staying on the path.
1: The straight and narrow. Straight
0: and narrow. Yes. smallest keeps digging. Uh, Diane comes to visit Tim in M City, hoping to reconcile with him, but he's dating somebody else now. Kenny, he's back in school. He can read, and things are going well. He was having problems in school before because he couldn't read, and uh, I think Tim. Tim was tutoring him and taught him how, and so he's not mopping the floor. He's like, "Oh, he's going to school like he should." But Atabisi is not happy about it. You sell me. So the inmates are, Here's another. The the inmates were discussing Sister Pete, and they voted her the sexiest female female staff member. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, and we find out a little bit about her history. She used to be married before she was a nun, and her husband was murdered. And there's a there's an inmate there, uh, William Giles, and he wants to talk to her. And I, I wasn't sure if he was the one who killed her husband, or he, he knew who killed her husband. And either way, it's like, well, wait, how does she not know this? And... <laughs> Why is she working <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's like.
1: No, I think this was one of those wonderful coincidences. There just happened to be a cellmate who knew something about her husband's death.
0: Yeah.
1: And he, you know, was catatonic or, you know, has communication difficulties, so all this time he's never been able to tell her what he knows. Okay.
2: They have lots of coincidences at this place. Like, Scott Ross just happened to <laughs> ride with Diane's husband or ex-husband or
1: whoever.
0: Yeah,
1: and you were saying they wouldn't kill off a main character, and Scott Ross was kind of potentially a main character, and he got killed off. I feel like they brought him in specifically to kill him to off, To be killed off. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's hard to tell in this show. that That can happen, you know? People come in and become main characters. People come in and get shuffled off to Buffalo, like poor Scott Ross.
0: What's his name? Rick Fox. Um, The cellist? No, no, the the basketball player. Basketball player. Um, Yeah. Did he just disappear? He just, yeah, he just kind of (laughs) disappeared. Maybe he's off in Unit B. Mm. uh, But I I think we see him again, I think. I think we do. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then there you go. Said working on Hill's case that the judge was uh, convicted of taking bribes. Right. Sentencing based on those bribes, and uh, I guess Hill didn't know that this was happening, and thinks that he his sentence was too harsh. Um, he killed a cop.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's delusional there. <laughs> so I mean, they did throw him off the roof, true, but he yeah. did shoot a cop in the face. Kind of hard to uh, drum up much sympathy there.
0: And oh, he's uh, a
1: lifer, isn't he?
0: Yeah, he is. Yes. The um, the attorney that uh, that they talked to from the outside, is Marilyn Crenshaw. Um, I guess she's a, a prosecutor or a former prosecutor. And it turns out that she used to be engaged to Saeed. So, and that's the real reason that she won't help them. Because she doesn't want to work with Saeed.
1: Because she knows better.
0: <laughs> yeah, she knows better. <laughs> she's still angry.
1: <laughs> hmm. Yeah. I think I missed that.
0: Okay. That's another one of those things that, like, okay, maybe on the second viewing I'll get that. (laughs) And a lot of times I I watch these with the captions on, so I can get everything. Because they don't always speak clearly. (laughs) And Ryan gets his test results back, and, um, but, um, Doctor, she starts calling him Ryan now, and that's how he knows that the news is bad. (laughs) Mm -hmm. She starts calling him Ryan instead of O'Reilly. And so, yeah, it turns out he has a stage 2 carcinoma, and so he's going to have to have surgery. Or mayhem. Yep. But I guess this is all his karma from season 1. It's coming back.
1: In the form of boob cancer. There
0: you go. <laughs> One of my notes that I wrote down, Gloria hugs Ryan and falls under the spell of mayhem. <laughs> <laughs> because, it, you know, she, she does, her feelings for him do seem to change after she finds out his diagnosis. Mm. And she wants him to have the, the full mastectomy And not just the lumpectomy which will remove the the cancer but you know take everything and you know
1: be safe i am just shocked at how much younger she looks (laughs) i can't take her out of dexter (laughs) (laughs) i'm just staring at her going good god she's a baby Mm -hmm. how does this happen she's you know like full-fledged middle-aged woman hitting on dexter (laughs) <laughs> which seems like weird <laughs> in the first season of that show
0: mm-hmm. and
1: here it's like she's a baby
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and then there's there's a couple of prisoners who are you know later detectives in, in Dexter so it's cool <laughs> to see them when, when, when we get to them you'll say the same thing it's great
1: <laughs> yep and of course Diane
0: yeah,
1: yeah. Our own Nurse she Jackie. She look totally different. <laughs> Where on Nurse Jackie, I'm like, really, that's her husband? He seems like he's 20 years younger than she is.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he does seem younger.
1: <laughs> By a lot. <laughs> yeah. But I am, once again, straying off the target. I don't want to give the impression that I don't like the Target. Um, I'm actually liking Oz as a show. Uh I just have some general grievances that exist. But like they're not keeping me from watching the show. Mm -hmm.
0: It's like
1: I don't want to go, okay, I'm sorry I signed up for this. (laughs) But I, I fear that that might be how I'm coming across because I'm so critical of everything that I've seen. It's like these are the things that I remember. These are the things that stand out, the things that bugged me. Mm-hmm. But it's... what
0: about the good things.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I, well, that, uh, that's why I brought that up. It's yeah. like, hey, you know, there is a reason we're doing this show, and um, there are good things. I mean, just the cast and, at, alone is like, it's, it's amazing to see all these people that have gone on to be the, the stars of TV that we know as well as we do. Yes. And this was like a launch pad for a great many of them, I guess.
0: Yeah. And then Sister Pete, you know, um, Rita, Rita Moreno. And, you know, just coming from both sides and just converging there in Oz, you know. <laughs> Greatness either before or after. <laughs> they did Oz.
1: It's a great big Oz melting pot.
0: Yes. <laughs> and actually i saw um terry kinney tim mcmanus in an episode of the u.s being human he was part of the the vampire queen's council Hmm. yes he was a vampire
2: (laughs) interesting
1: yeah
0: so yeah Yeah, i
1: watched the first season of the british version of that show Uh uh-huh and um Something about the second season made me stop watching it. <laughs> but hmm. like I never even bothered with the American version. Is it any good?
0: Uh it's not as good as the British
1: version. If nothing. A so. few things are Yeah. But like even the British version, I preferred the original pilot to the second group, which changed two of the three cast members. Oh, okay. They changed the ghost and they changed the vampire Uh in the British show. But what's weird about it is the original pilot is still considered canon. So, like, when they continued the show, the story continued. They swapped out individuals. Very jarring, very weird. Yeah. (laughs) And I much prefer the original vampire and ghost. Mm Mm-hmm. They kept the werewolf. They liked that guy. Yeah. He was hard to cast. Or hard to recast. <laughs> okay. Back to yeah. Oz. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I've got you doing it now. <laughs> All right. Um we uh, see Schillinger again. Okay. And I guess it was it was premature of me to say that he's banned from Oz. In the last episode, because it's actually this episode. <laughs> so yeah, he just got sent to the hole before, and now he goes into Unit B. You
1: know, you know what's weird? Hmm. Now that I'm thinking about it, Schillinger may be the character that I am actually following the most through this show. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Which is disturbing. Yeah. <laughs> but th- I think it's. The, the power of J.K. Rowling uh, J.K. Rowling <laughs> <laughs> J.K. Simmons
0: Oh my god <laughs> see, Yes okay. Yeah because in the next episode we see Shilinder in a robe with a wand <laughs>
1: <laughs> jerks, jerks Jerks Jerks
0: He was the original House of Slytherin <laughs> <laughs>
1: Nice, nicely done. Yeah. <laughs> I deserve that one. Thank you and good night.
0: But you know, hey, I guess it fits. So, um, <laughs> he would he would do well there. <laughs> but yeah, imagine how much more evil the House of Slytherin would be <laughs> if he were like the mentor. <laughs> Okay, yeah. <laughs> back to Oz.
1: Are we going back to Oz? We're, we're back we're st- to Oz. Are we stuck?
0: <laughs> no. We're, we're, we're leaving Harry. We're going back to Oz. Yeah. <laughs> Just back so yes, Schillinger is in Unity. So but yeah, it'll it'll be interesting. I, I think he is definitely one of the main characters of the whole series so yeah it it of course it makes sense that you know you know paying attention to his to his story so not on his side so let's see what else happens with uh with Schillinger this time he gets he gets beaten up in unit b and he decides that he has to you know, be the, the leader of the Aryan gang again and so he picks an, uh, another inmate to kill and all the inmates know that uh, Schillinger was responsible for killing that inmate and so now that he's thinks he's gotten away with that one, he's going to plot to kill Beecher again.
1: Yep. Trying to become Alpha Dog after yeah. being kicked down.
0: Mm-hmm. Hey, Beecher is what Schillinger made him.
1: But Schillinger is becoming what Beecher has created.
0: (laughs) It's, It's vicious, vicious.
1: It's a cycle.
0: We will go on to the fourth episode. This is Losing Your Appeal written by Tom Fontana and Bradford Winters. Yes, he's the brother of um, Dean Winters, who plays Ryan. Um, It was directed by Keith Samples, and the theme of this episode is love. Augustus Hill's court appeal is denied. Yeah, I love in the Okay, the the title of the episode is Losing Your Appeal, and then in the first (laughs) line here of uh, the episode description, <laughs> they tell you how it turns out. Um, Hill's appeal is denied, despite the efforts of Saeed, who has better luck helping Poet. O'Reilly survives his lumpectomy, and now focuses his attention on Dr. Nathan. Shabetta offers Alvarez a piece of his drug biz in exchange for killing Adebisi, and Adebisi has a counteroffer. And Beecher's new roommate seems to hate Aryans as much as Beecher. And in this one, we have um, one of... I guess he's one of Schillinger's gang, I guess, Richie Hamlin. I don't remember if he was one of Schillinger's or if he's just a random inmate in Oz. And he wants to tell McManus, who really killed... That other inmate, Vogel, but he uh, he kills someone else. But he's trying to get out of that by the exchange of information. But the um, the Aryans have another guard on their side, and he tells uh, tells Richie that he has a choice to make. He can confess to the other murder. Or he can uh, he can just he can go to death row for the the murder that he did commit, or just confess to the other one anyway. And will just and they'll they'll leave him alone.
1: The Aryans are everywhere.
0: They are. <laughs> they are. Uh, did you recognize this guy?
1: Nope.
0: No. Did nope. you ever see that show um, Coach?
1: Not really. Okay.
2: He played Dauber on Coach.
1: He did.
0: <laughs> and and this was another really you know shocking bit of casting for me, you know. <laughs> wait, wait a minute. <laughs> he was the, the you know the big, the big dumb guy basically, uh, on, on a sitcom that I used to watch, and mm-hmm. and now he's he's an evil Aryan guard, uh, evil Aryan prison guard.
1: Who seems so appealing and so nice?
0: Yeah, he tries to be nice. Yes.
1: That's I something. think this guy does a really good job of playing off being, you know, the nice guy. Mm-hmm. And actually being a rat bastard.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and he has um, he has a tattoo that would. Um,
1: giveaway of his alliances, you would yeah, think?
0: Yeah. And you would
1: think like when he changes in the guards' room, they yes, might notice that.
0: Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But I don't know. <laughs> Nobody said anything.
1: <laughs>
0: oh, another another role that he's uh, that he's played? He played Marshall's father on How I Met Your Mother. He did. Another
1: show I've never seen Oh, okay. I can
0: vouch for that,
2: because I watched that. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so, like, oh, it's a
0: guy? <laughs> Alright, we're going to the uh, next thing on my list here is Peele. Uh, but we already know that his appeal is unsuccessful. But, um...
1: They do a good job of setting this guy up. Like, raising his expectations and then dashing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And the, the, the pain he goes through. Yeah. Reliving all that.
0: Yeah, Saeed really gives him hope.
1: Mm-hmm. But... Yep. There's a lot of sadness in these shows. I just feel bad for people. Let them all out.
0: <laughs> well,
1: that won't work for all of them. <laughs> There's a real experiment. Let them out. See what happens. <laughs> well, yeah,
0: during the zombie apocalypse. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, but Saeed does uh, help poet, and poet's work is published in a uh, in an anthology that I guess is published by the same publisher who worked with Saeed on his books and so I think it's in this one Poet Gets Out um, on parole. I think that was in this episode where he got out and then with uh, Ryan and Gloria Ryan's on chemo and shaves his head before he goes back to M-City and looks
2: a hundred times
0: better you think so? I think so <laughs> so,
2: Just throwing you. that out there. <laughs>
0: okay. Well, I don't know. And he, he gets in a fight and is in in M City and he's uh, sent back to the infirmary for the rest of his chemo. So he gets to be closer to Gloria.
1: <laughs> so Amelia's into the bald guys.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> it happens.
1: Because What's I think happening? Ryan has a bizarro head.
0: <laughs> really? <laughs> well, it's the wrong shape. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's it's kinda cue but it's not perfectly smooth. It's it's got some divots and dips. Okay. It just makes his it looks like his face is being pasted on an automaton. <laughs> <laughs> From, like, you know, Disney's Pleasure Planet.
2: (laughs) That's not nice.
1: Some people wear the bald look good. I don't think Ryan's one of them.
2: (laughs) I prefer it to what it was. It was getting kind of long
1: there. (laughs) This is him cleaning up, eh?
2: For a minute. And I tend to not care too much for the longer hair. (laughs)
1: hmm so yes i i like the especially if it's shaggy yeah <laughs> good to know amelia good to know
2: <laughs> yeah uh, that's me what can i say that was an interesting scene between him and gloria not gonna lie <laughs> for a split second there i felt kind of bad and she's like you just miss your wife and he's like no i miss intimacy and i was like oh <laughs> and then I had to remind myself he's a bad guy
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think that's exactly what she's going through
0: yeah. yeah she
1: has to remind herself her place in the society is not to feel for these inmates yeah,
0: just to care for their medical needs
1: but she has the same weakness you do she <laughs> likes bald men <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, I don't think that was it with her. <laughs> but imagine you, if she were in a, a regular hospital and would get this emotionally involved with her patients.
1: Would it be general hospital?
0: There you go. It's <laughs> <take> the <laughs> oh, and then uh, we have more of the, the our two old men, the smallest and Ribadel. out. Uh, digging the escape tunnel. <laughs> because Dow used to be an architect, and so he can help with the, uh, the structure of the tunnel. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so.
1: I love it when superpowers come together.
0: Exactly. And
1: work in harmony. They were fated to be <laughs> Mm-hmm. And
0: uh, William Giles meets again with Sister Pete. She still doesn't understand what he's trying to say. And then Shibeta tries to get Alvarez to kill Adebisi. And I wrote on my notes here, Adebisi is still dancing. <laughs> I noticed that a, a lot more. because <laughs> After you mentioned it in the last show or the one before. Like, oh yeah, there he goes again. Yep. Doing his little dance. (laughs) Whether or not he's wearing the headphones.
1: (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) That beat continues on. (laughs) The Atabisi beat.
0: Yes. (laughs) And then finally, we meet... The inmate we've all been waiting for, Christopher <laughs> Keller. <laughs> 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 a little bit. It's yeah. played by Christopher Maloney. <laughs> we've seen for the past several years as a detective on Law & Order SV.
2: Elliot
0: Stabler. There you go. <laughs> so, we went from from inmate to, uh, to detective. And he has been sentenced for 88 years, eligible for parole in 50 years. So, he's a really, really bad guy.
1: For doing what?
0: Uh, Murder, attempted murder, um, reckless driving, robbery. And uh, he gets sent to... M City, and these beachers. They,
1: uh, they're getting along. Okay, yeah. Hold up, hold up, hold. Uh huh. What is the point of M City again? What are they trying to do there?
0: They have. um,
1: Aren't they trying to acclimate these guys for reinsertion into society?
0: Yeah. So
1: why are there lifers there, or people with eighty-eight years?
0: Right. Right. So he should should have probably been put in uh, Unit B or something, and maybe people who have like three years or less maybe in M City. Mhm. So.
1: But they have lifers there.
0: They do. Yeah.
1: I just noticed that. Or. <laughs> Just realized that when you mentioned his sentence, and i was like, what's going on in this place?
0: Yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe, uh, maybe they're they're in M City as an example to the, you know, to the short timers, of what not to do.
1: Oh, that's that's a good idea. <laughs> this this is sounding better and better
0: each. Yeah, because it always works out, right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay.
0: Sure. So they start to become friends, um, Beecher and Keller, um, and Beecher has a meeting with the, the judge who pre- presided over his trial. Um, she wanted to meet with him because she felt bad about, about the sentence that, um, that she gave him. She thought it might have been too harsh. And uh yeah, at, at this point, there's really you can't really sit down and have a uh,
1: civil discussion with him about that. Well, what would the discussion net him? I mean, it's not like they're going to change the sentence based on her realization that she came to to the wrong conclusion or or sentenced him too harshly. He still has to live out that sentence. Right. it's in stone all her coming to say i'm sorry <laughs> i think he was rather restrained in his response to that
0: right <laughs> <laughs> yeah he didn't kill her
1: <laughs> he didn't dive across the table none of the hist- histrionics one would expect mm-hmm. <laughs> from the new and improved beecher
0: you know he yelled at her but you know that's about it and then um, he had he had bad dreams that night. Keller tried to comfort him, but you know he wouldn't have that either. So, uh, and then hey, Amelia, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, Keller and Beecher in the shower scene.
2: Yeah, we do, we definitely did. <laughs> <laughs> I sound like the most superficial person. <laughs> In the world. And I'm really not.
1: Only when watching this show. (laughs) You have no input except when there's naked men on screen. (laughs) And Susan has to call you out. Hey, Amelia! (laughs) Since you haven't said anything in the past ten minutes, (laughs) you got anything to say about this? Oh, yes I do, as a matter of fact! (laughs) Well, let me tell you, Susan. <laughs> I broke out the measuring stick <laughs> wow. my new sixty five inch screen TV <laughs> makes everything Not clear. Not really. Sorry, I'm just being me <laughs> yes. little bit. So go for it, kids. Shower scene. In (laughs) detail.
0: (laughs) Well, they they have a talk about trusting each other.
1: Why can't we be Hmm.
0: friends?
2: (laughs) I have to admit they had me fooled for a few minutes there. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: That they could actually be friends.
0: Sure they could.
2: And, you know... (laughs) Things are not always as they appear.
1: That's right. The crushing realization. Well,
0: because later we find out that Beecher doesn't find this out, but <laughs> we the viewers find out that Keller knows Vern and it's part of his plan to um uh, and this part of his plan to make Beecher suffer before he kills him. That's not good. <laughs>
1: That's not good for our boy Beecher, because if we were fooled, imagine what happened with him. Yeah. In the situation. <laughs> our boy's going to go whole hog down the rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what will his next act be? <laughs> hey, I got a question. Uh-huh. Did we completely skip over the fact that there's a new death row inmate? I know you mentioned it in, like, the notes portion, but we didn't discuss, um... Uh, our new lady friend.
0: Yeah, Shirley. Shirley Bellinger. Yeah, she showed up uh, at the end of last episode. Uh, Great men. Um, she is in, on death. She's on death row for killing her daughter.
1: This seemed like something that was ripped from headlines.
0: Yes, absolutely. Yeah, she what drove her car into a pond. Mhm. Yeah.
1: And there was a woman in like Kansas, right, that did something similar. Killing her kids.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know if she was in Kansas, but yeah, there was there was a case similar to this uh, around that time.
1: And is this what you were referring to as there would be female nudity in the series, Susan? <laughs> 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 That's it, that's all you get.
0: Well, there was that, and then there was the woman who flashed your breasts in the first season, so then that's on the that's on the credits, the opening credits.
1: <laughs> I was like, this is what Susan was talking about. <laughs>
0: but yeah, there's, there's definitely, yeah, it's like a hundred naked men to one naked woman,
1: so... <laughs> One messed up naked one. (laughs) She's kind of interesting, this cat. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) This seems to be like the new paradigm. We get like the one offer inmate who's not part of the general population. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's in death row and uh, has like some connections to what's going on elsewhere, but really minor ones.
0: I, I, we'll we'll see her again. So mm. yeah, so she's not she's not so minor.
2: Who is she? Who is that actress? I've seen her before.
0: Catherine Irby. And okay. Probably seen her on Law and Order, Criminal Intent, <laughs> another detective. That's right. Yeah, I think I think most of the um, the actors who play prisoners went on to play detectives in <laughs> something else.
1: Oh. Oz, wait. <laughs> Where were we? Susan?
0: I think we were we were finished with. Uh, <laughs> yeah.
1: We've been off target for at least thirty minutes. What's yeah. going on? <laughs> wait, how did this episode end?
0: <laughs> with um, <laughs> with Keller and Beecher in the shower, and. <laughs> okay, that was the
1: last. Scene. Was uh, last.
0: <laughs> no, the last <laughs> scene was I was us finding out that um, Keller was working with uh, with uh, It was.
2: It was Keller working out, lifting weights.
0: <laughs> with Kern.
1: With this is, this is going to be like when Mayhem was first introduced and you guys went off on this guy. I for know,
0: like, we we'll, we'll just have a couple oh. of episodes where, where we'll need to, you know, take a break and, yeah, and have a cold and shower. And discuss the Keller. Right, discuss the Keller because I actually, yeah, I think in the next scene, in the, in the next episode, there's also a
1: and. In the Keller. next, scene. there is in the next episode. There's a next scene, ladies and gentlemen.
0: <laughs> in the next,
1: in the next. In next, the next scene. These
0: things just flow
1: like. You can ignore everything else that happens in the episode as this transpires.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. I'm starting to understand this podcast more and more as time goes on.
0: What you, yeah, what do you think first caught my eye watching this show?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah,
1: I'm telling you, Spartacus slow mo.
0: Yeah. That's right, no slow motion at Oz. So, oh, no. that's right, it's, it's uh, changed.
1: But that films a, that shows a little more equal opportunity.
0: Yeah, everybody's naked in that show.
1: Everybody gets to enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> mm.
0: So, yes. Besides another another naked Keller sighting next time, uh, we've got family business, strange bedfellows, animal farm, and escape from Oz. So we'll finish out season two. Does he dig it? Does the old man dig his way out? <laughs> Well,
2: the, the episode title
0: is Escape from Oz.
2: <laughs> I have to admit, I was sitting there kind of hoping, like, eventually one day he's going to dig his way out.
0: <laughs> we, we don't even know, like, where they are in the, you know, on the prison property, you know?
1: <laughs> we don't know the layout of the prison. Exactly. If there's a unit B, does that mean there's a unit A?
0: Yeah. <laughs> and we i think we know that well, no we don't i, I was going to say yeah we know that oz is you know, whatever but no we don't we don't know
1: <laughs> so this prison just goes on and on and like is actually all of america
0: <laughs> there you go that's it's the... a
1: metaphor yes yes <laughs>
0: And then different groups in Oz, the, the utopian society that <laughs> Tim is trying to set up is how we should it's all live our lives. <laughs> right, it's, it's Canada.
1: Canada.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right, the glass is the, the cold, cool ice of Canada. <laughs>
1: yep. Blame Canada.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, good night, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you for listening to Geek Girl Soup.